Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at Vandenberg Air Force Base and UFOs. That's correct. Vandenberg Air Force Base and UFOs. Now, we've heard a lot in the news over the years about UFOs being spotted at Vandenberg. It's kind of a big deal. It's ever, you know, it's come up in these committee hearings. Uh, people have talked about it. Something's definitely going on out there. Now, the Vandenberg Air Force Base was officially renamed Vandenberg Space Force Base during a U.S. Space Force ceremony held at the base parade grounds on May 14th, 2021. You might remember that during Trump's presidency, they uh, started up the official Space Force. And then uh, during Biden's term here in May 2021, they actually got this base put into motion. Uh, they've got all their patches. They've got their they've got this whole organization, you know, on the ground and running. So we've transformed from Vandenberg Air Force Base into Vandenberg Space Force Base. Now, Span Vandenberg Space Force Base, or SFB, is located on the west coast of the United States, and it boasts an impressive 99,604 acres of land. You think about that, that's 155 square miles of space. That's a lot. And the base houses approximately 16 launch facilities and complexes. But did you know this facility, with its massive 15,000-foot-long runway, it actually has a deeper connection to the UFO phenomena. Vandenberg was originally established as Camp Cook U.S. Army Garrison in August of 1941, and it served as a training ground for Army tank and infantry and artillery during the World War during World War II and the Korean War. But it wasn't until 1957, during the height of the Cold War, that things took on a fascinating turn. On October 4, 1957. The Soviet Union launched the first man-made satellite Sputnik into low Earth orbit. Now, this signaled the beginning of the infamous space race between the United States and Russia. The shock and the urgency to match Russia's space launch capabilities led the U.S. Force, Air Force rather, to accelerate the development of their space and missile program. As a result, on January 1, 1958, Strategic Air Command, or SAC, took responsibility for attaining the initial operational capability of the U.S. Long-Based Strategic Deterrent Missile Force, while the Air Research and Development Command, that's ARDC, they retained responsibility for the Vandenberg Launch Facility, Construction and Launch Vehicle Research Development. So you have these two branches of the service. You've got Strategic Air Command, and then you have, secondly, you have ARDC, and they're responsible for the launch facilities. You got the airplanes and you got the missiles. So you got a lot going on out here in this 155 square mile area. Now, the pressing need for the United States to establish a launch facility on the West Coast, and believe me, it was a big deal, culminated in the transformation of Vandenberg 
into the nation's premier space and missile facility as we know it today. But, you know, some people might say, well, what does this ha- what does this have to do with UFOs? Well, a lot, actually. Some UFO investigators have long speculated that the sudden rush to develop this advanced space technology and launch capabilities might not have just been driven by competition with the Ruskies. It might also be because of the presence of unidentified flying objects that were already frequently spotted in and around the Vandenberg area. So, you know, maybe us building that base there was a way for us to establish our dominance over whatever ET presence happened to be there. That's the thought of some people. Or maybe it was in collusion with them. Who knows, right? The unique geographic location of Vandenberg being situated in a remote and secure setting makes it an ideal spot for testing land-based strategic deterrent assets and launching satellites into polar Earth orbit. Remember, they wanted to be able to lift those things into polar orbit so that they could come down over the top of uh, the Soviet Union quicker. And we're not talking about uh, firecrackers here. However, some believe that its isolation might also have made it an attractive location for extraterrestrial visitors. You know, it's that thing, man. You're always going back to the desert where you seem to have all this strange paranormal UFO stuff happening. Now, the connection between historical UFO sightings and and Vandenberg's transformation into a vital space facility does raise a lot of questions. Vandenberg Space Force continues to play a crucial role in advancing space exploration and conducting government commercial launch services and supporting the national defense strategy. And it remains a hub for cutting edge technology and innovation, but it also holds a fascinating history when it comes to UFOs. I've made a couple of tiny minor edits to it just so it'll read a little smoother for me. But basically what I'm reading to you is just exactly what Leroy told me uh, word for word. And I think it was very cool that he sent this in. He gave me permission to uh, share it with uh, the, the listeners of the podcast. Uh, and I just think it's it's awesome. So let's go ahead and listen to that now. He says, years ago in the service, I was a geodetic astro surveyor. One night at the far north end of Vandenberg Air Force Base, when my three-man team was taking measurements off Polaris, the North Star, for the guidance system of the ICBM silo we were working at, an unknown came in off the Pacific Ocean, low and slow, and hovered over a silo to our south side behind a hill. Now, it's interesting, they called them unknowns back then. They didn't call them UAPs or anything else. It caused a lot of commotion when we returned to our day room after the work was completed. Finally, we headed to our barracks for the night. I fully expected the excitement and commotion to continue the following morning. However, the next day, it was as if nothing happened. There was no discussion or any talk of what happened the previous night. The sudden silence felt out of place after the commotion of the previous night. A couple other incidents happened during my service there. At our last unit reunion a few years ago in Cheyenne, Wyoming, I was able to discuss a colleague's PM direct experience with a UFO at a different base but during the same time period of multiple sightings there at VF, VAFB, that's Vandenberg, Vandenberg rather, and in Montana. Frightened by the very close UFO, they hastily escaped and overturned their pickup at a curve in the road. His team walked quite a distance to ask help from a farmer. That Reps Luna and Bertrand and Sanders Marcos and Schumer are now working together to unlock the corrupted deep state holders of the secret is a good sign, more light soon may be shown on the truth after so many years of hiding it it's intriguing to speculate on the phenomena 
its origins and its intention. He says, I witnessed another event at Vandenberg and thought it was a north-south satellite. However, it reversed direction without stopping. That is, it was traveling southbound and immediately, without a nanosecond hesitation, traversed northbound along the same pathway. Also, I was on the geodetic astro survey team that established a high order position for the stellar cameras Jacobs described in his filming of the Atlas and the UFO encounter at VAFB. Thanks. Well, thank you, Leroy, for sending in that uh, documentation of your experience. It must have really been something for those guys to uh, actually tip the truck over trying, trying to run away from this thing. And I think it just goes to show that that it's more than just the people you see on the History Channel or the Discovery Channel that have had these experiences, especially uh, men, women in the military at these uh, nuclear bases, and these things just show up. And so I thank Leroy for sending that in, and we'll get on here to this next article. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, there's a ton of material out there regarding uh, Vandenberg Space Force Base, which is now known as and the different types of UFOs and anomalies that have happened out there over the years. And I could just go all day about this, but I wanted to look at another article here. And I hope you enjoyed the story from Leroy. Uh, if you're a listener out there and you have something of that quality, please, by all means, uh, drive by the Buy Me Coffee website and uh, leave me a comment. And I will also post the links uh, today's, to today's articles over there at the Buy Me a Coffee site. Now, this article here comes to us from the PortugalNews.com, and this is dated August 23rd, 2022, so just about a year ago. And the title says, UFO shot down an ICBM. And we've talked about this case before, but I think this article is very clearly written. It says, in September 1964, Dr. Robert Jacobs watched a short video that changed his life. This is written by Chris Lato. I don't know if you know who Chris Lato is. I don't know the guy personally, but I've seen him stuff on YouTube. I think he's a really concise and a thoughtful guy from what I've been able to see of his YouTube channel. I highly recommend it. Chris Lato, spelled L-E-H-T-O. It starts off, it says, I was part of a government cover-up for 17 years. I was an officer in charge of photographic instrumentation at Vandenberg Air Force Base from 1963 to 66, Bob Jacobs said in an October 2021 press conference. He was in charge of a 100-man unit responsible for photographing and video, videoing top secret intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missile test. Now, I want you to pay attention to that. October 2021st, I believe that was a press conference with Dr. Stephen Greer. And we looked at that article where the New York Times writer was uh, basically dissing Greer because she said, you know, that there was all the stuff that was said at that press conference, was, which, uh, you know, wasn't reliable, wasn't believable. But I have to tell you something, I disagree. Now, this guy gave some compelling testimony, Bob Jacobs. You can look him up. He says he was in charge of a 100-man unit responsible for photographing and videotaping top-secret intercontinental ballistic missile tests, 
Station in what is now Vandenberg Space Force Base near Los Angeles, California. If you look at the map, you'll just you know follow about a third of the way up between California between Los Angeles and uh, the Bay Area. You'll just see it right there. It's a, you know it's 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 uh, interesting that you know here you're just what a couple hours away from you know what the second biggest city in the United States, and they have 155 square miles in this uh, Space Force Base there. It's incredible. It says, stationed in what is now Vandenberg Space Force Base near Los Angeles, California, his boss, Major Mansman, asked him to install a new super long-range video camera system north in Big Sur. The new theodolite or telescope could see with clarity at 160 miles. It was incredible, Jacobs described. Imagine that. 1964, they got a telescope that can clearly see stuff 160 miles away. Imagine what they can do today. Lieutenant Jacobs did as ordered. He took his team to Big Sur, a picturesque national park near Monterey in Central California, and set up the massive new device. It proved much more capable than the previous system. I have to say, if you've ever been to Big Sur, it is, it's spectacular up there. Beautiful, beautiful country. On September 4, 1964, the missile launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base and headed toward its target, a tiny atoll in the Pacific Ocean. The payload of the missile was a dummy nuclear warhead. The launch tested a new shaft system to decoy Russian anti-nuclear missile systems. So they were trying to develop this system, this missile system, where they could shoot it, I imagine, into a polar uh, orbit, where it would go up over the top of the North Pole and come down over the Soviet Union. And they wanted, they wanted this thing to expel shaft as it came down so that the missiles, so that it couldn't be uh, taken out by a Russian anti-nuclear missile system. It says the launch went flawlessly. Dr. Jacobs' team locked the missile right at launch. The old tracking system showed the rocket. The new massive telescope was also tracking nominally, even though the team couldn't see the live view because it used a kinescope recording, they had radar tracking and knew the test was a success. Pop the champagne. Everyone celebrated. They packed up and went back to the base. Two days later, Major Mansman called Jacobs. Quote, Lieutenant, come to my office immediately, Mansum said. Jacobs went in to strategic, to strategic headquarters and reported as ordered. He says, I'll describe to you what I saw, Jacobs said in an October 2021 interview on the Bob Salas YouTube. There's a table and a 16-millimeter projector. On the wall was a daylight screen. There were two guys in gray flannel suits, men, and Major Manson. Sit down, Lieutenant. I sit down, and Major Manson said, now watch this. He flipped on the projector, and the most amazing thing happened. We could see the bottom of three stages of the rocket clearly from 160 miles away. It's about 257 clicks. The clarity was beautiful, and we watched it going through all three stages of flight. We could see it, incredibly, at a long distance. It was heading for a quadrilla. It was a dummy warhead. The test was to see if the new Atlas D nose cone missile system could put out shaft to decoy the Russian anti-missile systems. In the video, Jacobs watched the nose cone of the rocket flying in subspace, traveling 8,000 miles per hour. The nose cone opened as planned, and a metallic shaft cloud exited. The shaft cloud reflected in the sunlight. Then the warhead, shaped like a giant bullet, smoothly exited the nose cone and passed the shaft. The test was going as planned to this point. Then an object flew into the frame from the left, the same direction we had been going, Jacobs continued. It flew above the warhead and fired a beam of light at the warhead. 
It then flew in front of the warhead and fired another beam of light. It flew below the warhead and fired another beam. Then it passed behind the warhead, fired the fourth beam of light, and departed the same way it had entered the video. At that point, the warhead tumbled out of the field of view. The film stopped. Now imagine, this is happening at over 8,000 miles an hour. Lieutenant Jacobs, Major Manson said, Were you guys scurrying around out there? No, sir, Jacobs said. Well, then, what was that, Manson said. Looks to me like we've got a UFO, Jacobs said. You are never going to say that again. As far as you're concerned, this never happened. You understand, Manson said. Yes, sir, Jacobs said. I don't need to remind you of the seriousness of a security breach, do I? No, sir. Okay, you are dismissed, Lieutenant. As Jacobs walked to the door, Major Manson followed him and leaned over to his ear. If you are ever being tortured over this, and you have to give them something, tell them it was a laser tracking. The U.S. didn't have laser tracking at the time. Lasers were still laboratory projects in 1964. Jacobs left and kept his mouth shut for 17 years. And then he realized something. His officer oath required he maintain secret information secret. But this was never classified. This never happened. Jacobs published his story in the National Enquirer. After that, his life changed. You can imagine. He started receiving threatening phone calls at his home. Someone bombed his mailbox and cursed him on the phone as it exploded. He moved his family to a small rural town. He lost his job because of it. Why would I lie about this? Why would Major Mansum lie about this? I received no money. My family and I have been hassled. I've been ridiculed. Nothing good has come from this, but I continue to tell my story because it's important for people to know that governments do this type of stuff and hide information from their citizens who have a right to know. It was, by the way, a flying saucer. It was shaped like a flying saucer with a ping pong ball on top, and it was shooting our warheads with the beam of light from the ping pong ball. But he was ordered to cover it up, and he did. So what happened to the film? Mansum later revealed what happened to the film. After Jacobs left, the two men turned to Mansum. I don't need to explain to you to understand the seriousness of a security breach, do I? said one of the men. No, sir, Mansum said. The men cut out the part of the film with the saucer and put it in a briefcase and left. Well, it sounds like what happened there in uh, San Diego a few years ago when these, uh, was it the TikTok video that was filmed? When the men in black came on board that aircraft carrier and just took what they called the brick, all the data with them? That there, right there, I think, was one of the best written articles on that particular incident that I've ever read. It's very clear, very to the point. And right there, you know, it happened at this Brandenburg Space Force Base. It just shows you whether it's this uh, nuclear rocket that's being tampered with by UFOs, as reported uh, by by this uh, fellow from back in 1964, or whether it's a UFO incident like that were spoken of by Leroy that sent me. Something's happening out there. Clearly, has a long, long history of UFOs. Until next time, this is UFO warning. Over now.